0: Welcome back to Stiletto Heels, and I am so excited today. The weather is clear, bright, and lovely here. We had a bit of hurricane warnings, but today is delightful. So hello, and welcome back to Stiletto Heels. Let's gather around the round table. Let me serve you some tea. It's a moment to enjoy each other, get to see each other. I love those lovely colors. And today, we're going to talk all about gardens. Now, I love gardens. It's a place in nature that one can mind dump. We can just relax, energize ourselves, read, sit in the shade, sit in the sun, and just the sense and looking at the birds and the flowers. Wow. Wow. It makes you feel so wonderful. So I've decided today to decide how to enhance your gardens. Now, I've inherited so many teachings given to me by my master in the art of feng shui. And so many people ask me, what is the difference between traditional feng shui and what I've taken to couture feng shui? Well, couture feng shui is designed just for you, your lifestyle, your needs, how you live and what your needs are to help you manifest in the world, follow your dreams and desires and it's custom fitted for you. Well, today I want to speak about gardens and design. Nature's own path is in nature and in the energy of it. It's a path through the garden that should be curved and natural, have natural ebb and flow. In ancient times, they just believed it's kind of like a woman's figure, okay? A soft silhouette in the gardens. And likewise, the benevolent energy flows and wanders. Now, some gardens have straight in the row, arrow-like direction. Is thought to wound the people gathering in the garden. Well, it's kind of like a bullet going in and out. In the South, they call it what? Shotgun. So we feel straight pathways and sharp edges are never part of a feng shui garden. When you design your outdoor space, it's designed to bring good health, pleasure. And uh, it's a salute to nature. So I first evaluate the site and the surroundings for the balance of the energies. Now, what do I mean by that? I take the site evaluations, and they can be mind-boggling and uh, complex. And I take very detailed personal histories of the residents. And then I take my compass readings. Yes, I still do that. And I interpret it, it's like math. And then the performance begins. Now, I call a lot of my programs that work with color, Color You Energy. And the program simplifies these ancient principles to enhance each and every proposed garden with very practical advice from me about color and information for the garden locations and how to enhance specific energies from the hardscaping to the placement of the chosen plants. My one intention is to create harmony and balance in the garden. It's a creation that will enhance and heal the lives of the people, the owners, the caretakers, and of course, the visitors. So my design is very functional and requires a very short time for analysis. It's perfected with to coordinate with architects and designers. And I love working with them to balance the energies. And oftentimes when I'm working with fellow designers and architects, they show me their plans and they are so glorious and so imaginative, but certain times it needs a little bit of a tweak because some of the designers' concepts and plants are often different than mine. I often ask what the gentle sounds that will be heard, and what's a sample of the sense that one will inhale. It's not only a walkthrough of the eye, it's a sensory development. And I call this play to go into the you Energy Garden Experience While Western gardens tend to be filled with exciting colors, a color you energy tends to be more subtle. It's kind of a zen approach. So I've combined a little bit of Asian, a little bit of zen, and of course, a little bit of the British humor. The energy design is punctuated with the focal points. Well, that's the British side. And the splashes of color is carefully chosen to those locations. That's the Asian side. But these focal points can be developed also with the scent and the sound. And that's what I call the Zen approach. So you might notice the tulips are profusion of glorious pink azaleas that remain long after the blooms have faded. But it's not the mere sight of the plant that's at the visual peak that conveys the significance to the psyche, but it's a reminder of our own life's potential as well. Dear friend of mine, and what's your name? Iris Frankel. Okay, Iris. Now, where's your G-spot, your glamour spot in your home? I have no idea. (laughs) What makes you feel good in your home? What room is your favorite room? Right now, it's my kitchen because I just redid it, and it's so light and bright. It makes me happy. Even though I I don't cook. I was going to say, do you cook? No, not anymore. (laughs) I gave that up. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Iris. So our intentions will manifest in creating harmonic healing gardens. Once again, the gentle flow of water in a water stream will generate its own energy force. You might be designing a pool with a cascading fountain above. I did that in Palm Springs. And oftentimes when swimming in the pool, I'd hear the sound of the water through the rocks, and it was so gentle, and it just relaxed me. Now, still water often invites other energies residing within. Just take a look at a lake and the stillness, and you'll see the reflections of the trees or the flowers. Monet Gardens are a perfect example of that. Now, the stature of the gardens, what I call the trees. The mature trees are very valued and thought to be very powerful in Feng Shui terminology. The position is often very important. Trees should not be too close to the house. In some gardens, the trees and flowers with the names of features suggest happiness and wealth are grown. For example, magnolias or flowering cherry trees Evergreens as pines and crab apples and other fruit-bearing trees are significant in the garden and symbolic of beauty. The peonies, the iris, the chrysanthemums are beautiful flowers for the garden. And evergreen shrubs that produce berries such as holly encourage the gardener to look forward to the promise of spring. And often in the colder months, we will see the Zen gardens with rocks and little sculptures of the rocks sitting in nature with snow around it and oftentimes braked with symbolic messages. As a feng shui master, I often say the tree placement is so critical. A willow in the wrong location is said to have what? Not benevolent association, all plants have inherent energies, and the essences that must be in proper balance within the garden is kind of like us. The more we are in alignment with our heart and our desires and our purpose, the more we lead a happy life. Now, the most important thing about a garden. In Asian culture, the connection to the earth and to nature is considered fundamental to the human experience. And I often go into the Italian gardens that there's a rhythm to the placement, to the artifacts, to the building. It's a silent message in the French gardens, the pathways, and the peekaboo, and the evergreen knots are so glorious and beautiful in all seasons. In my Color You Energy Therapy, the gardens are considered one way to remedy the side effects of today's living. What do I mean about that? We hear the blend and the crashness of automobiles, horns, pollution in the air, smog. The antidote to that Just take a moment, go outside, go into a natural little garden and all your lifestyle will disconnect from today's modern lifestyle. And we will foster the nature because of the inherent cultural ties to the land. I believe gardens are used as a tool to perhaps create personal balance. When we, the gardener, takes harmony and balance into the garden, well, you will bring balance into yourself to manifest a little bit of heaven on earth. Now, in France, boundaries are muted and flowing. The British hmm, and the Irish may use a little bit of stone hedges for their boundaries. Actual physical boundaries are the metaphysical suggestion boundaries and personal relationships. And they're very important for those who occupy space. Clear boundaries also serve to protect from negative energy. So gardens should be secluded so you don't feel exposed. But really, you believe that becomes a personal sanctuary just for you. A therapeutic garden is always surrounded by a wall to preserve its peace and to hold the good influence in the site. Now, when I came to California in the front and I'm on the, there's traffic passing through a little bit of traffic. I face a road and it's somewhat of an intersection. I'm on the corner and I planted a hedge line And of course, because I felt when people stop at the light and it was open area, I almost felt as if the cars were coming straight into my garden. And guess what? I was brought up by the community to not put up the hedge. And I fought it dearly. And I said, I'm a grand feng shui master. And this corner makes me feel very uneasy. I feel like Hey, there's no boundary. Everybody come on in straight into my garden. So that is today's way of thinking. Now, I believe in open kitchens. I believe in open plans. But I do believe that when used in entanglement, that a placement of objects are part of the architectural design and establishes clear boundaries in a healing garden. In all Western gardens, the natural borders may include shrubs, that's what I did, and hedges and trees, and they create natural boundaries. In feng shui, a house that's missing one or more critical suggestions can be created by redrawing or enhancing the boundaries of the home with a certain amount of landscape elements. The proper placement of the fountain a pool, a birdbath, and even wind chimes. Wind chimes are great outside. They're perfect. They sing, and they may suggest the missing piece and provide corrections. Every object and its corresponding color is carefully chosen and placed, that they create connections, bridges. Well, I'm a New Yorker, and if I want to go to Queen's, What happened? We went over a bridge or connecting in by a tunnel. Well, the same thing happens within the space. The exterior garden is designed specifically to complement the interior of the home. Not only the exterior, but the interior. That way you can bridge the interior to exterior design. Think of Frank Lloyd Wright. There are no breaks to interrupt the flow or to disturb the energy of those who inhabit the space. Gardens also serve to enlarge the living space. If you're sitting in the middle of a living room with a small or even large window, the interior and the exterior part of the whole makes the visual space unlimited. As an artist, your perspective goes to a vanishing point. Therefore, you create unlimited horizons for yourself. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Well, my thought is to bridge not only the home to nature, but to bridge the mind, body, and the soul. Stiletto Heels is all about the soul as well. welcome, Pachistas. My life footprints are imprinted with rich experiences to guide you for wellness and glamour. I am one master of feng shui, leading you eagerly stepping forward to new directions and opportunity. One of my favorite topics is shoes. When I first met Andy Warhol, and after they hmm, whitewashed me like a kabuki, I was draped in a sarong and as he stepped forward, the first thing he noticed were what? Stiletto heels. He said, I just love your stilettos. That had me thinking years later, I love stiletto heels. Why not make a podcast called Stiletto Heels but have a little twist of wellness with it and thereby I changed heels to H-E-A-L-S to have you click your heels three times to walk the road and fulfill your dreams with wellness. Now, every pair of shoes tells a story. But oftentimes, the designer signature has logos, color fabrics, and very distinctive patterns to support you. For the many functions, events, and occasions, you may select the Princess Heel, Ballerina Flat to nurture yourself soul while chanting my favorite mantra. The higher the heel, the higher the spirit. Now, before you Pashista reaches for the stars, you first need to place your feet firmly on the ground. Now, if you're skittish wearing stiletto heels, now's the perfect time for changing your outlook and choices. There's always options. up for the wedge or the platform designs. Your Posh Easter shoes must enable you to shift, balance, and to have you walk your talk. Now to begin, place your thumbs forward, shoulders back. This will have you standing erect with your shoulders relaxed. Imagine the energy of light shimmering upward in a straight line along your spine. This imaginary light will reach the top of your head expanding you upward towards the sun. Your shoe soles embrace the radiant power to have you feel nurtured, balanced, and centered. Now repeat, I am resonating from your foot soles as you step forward in your daily life routines. This will have you feel so glamorous with power, comfort, wisdom, and sexuality with new heightened energy. I am a New Yorker, and I feel glamour must wear a little bit of a heel. So whether it's lower or higher heels that will help you stand straighter, it will lengthen your silhouette for fashion as you stand in front of the full length mirror, look at yourself and repeat, I am. This exercise has me thinking Are you mindfully following someone else's lead or your own? Let's change mindless to mindful, so you will embrace the new glamour within you as you walk your talk with new goals in new directions. Now, the Asian also feels the foot is the same word as expressing virtue. So with a firm footing for both spirit and physical, your souls will lift your spirit to travel to new horizons. Shoes are a glamour symbol. It's your fashion accessory. And it will help you as for your well-being in life. So tune in later for more shoeisms. Now, as you know, I'm a New Yorker. So while we're gardening, it's time for us to feed our soul. Have nurturing moments in what I call a New York minute. So I am a designer. I am a grand feng shui master. And I am a New Yorker. So I want you to feed your soul. Yes, Stiletto Heels is all about feeding your soul. Nurturing moments in a New York minute. Now, I want you to hold in your right hand your bracelet and embrace the golden coin in your left hand. This will center and ground you as you will have a stiletto moment. Now let's begin in a comfortable position and sit there. And we're going to cradle the navel. Put your hands in lug position near your navel. Imagine golden rays surrounding you from the crown of your head to your toes. I want you to inhale and exhale. That's the most important thing. Breathe, enjoy that delicious moment. Feel the golden light casting a glow to surround your body with light. This exercise can be completed in eight to 15 minutes. It's important to learn how to boost your energy. So I'm taking the time to encourage you to incorporate your moment, what I would call a stiletto heels feed your soul moment. Do this two times a day to boost your energy. Now, this is my personal tribute to the glamor that is in you to walk your personal journey. You deserve the very best. I want you to wear it with attitude, glamor, and of course, a dash of what? Stiletto, heel, smile. Remember, you must enjoy the journey. Now, I'll return back about Feng Shui in the Gardens. It began in early 4th century BC. It was a complex system of rules and principles concerning the architectural design, the placement, and the siting of farms, buildings, and gardens, and even entire villages that were developed by the Asians, recognizing the natural forces of rain, flood, sun, and drought could not be tamed or controlled, the Asians were smart enough to set practical instructions that would not only prevent inhabitants from being adversely affected by weather conditions, but to teach them how to live in harmony with nature. These principles evolved into what I call the art of Feng Shui. It's a system of structure and placement that is so fundamental to today's design. The influence of feng shui is evident throughout Asia and the Pacific Rim. And with careful compliance, the feng shui principles, well, it will give you a system and a metaphor for beauty and living in harmony with nature. It's all in terms of energy and movement While the literal translation of feng shui is wind and water, its true meaning is the cosmic energy breath. And what do I mean about that? It's fire and water energy. The fire energy is above your navel and below your navel is water energy. And the energy comes from behind on the lower of your back rising up through your spine into your mouth creating what vapor life force this is so important for harmony between nature and humankind feng shui is concerned about the way space affects your mental and physical and emotional self and how you live and work in these spaces so feng shui designs Always incorporate soft colors that soothe the eye, and some calls it. Many call it the psychology of space. I see feng shui as the ancient art as a healing tool. I've taken it to couture feng shui to attempt to balance you, and it's deeply embedded with a little note of sacred. One's environment is regarded as sacred space. And I believe the balance of energy in people's life is about the events that affect them within their homes. Proper balance is manifested in the healing of the body, mind, for those who live and work in their space. And that takes me from the very early times of our lives Our self-worth is a platform for our behavior. As a grandmaster in the art of feng shui, my master enlightened me and taught me the value of legacy. I feel that connects expression, accountability, and caring for nature and balance. And we'll talk more about the yin and yang of feng shui. This is Shisholmeth signing off. I hereby banish from your space, my space, all energies, not of the light. I call upon Uriel, Raphael, Gabriel to be with us today, casting blessings and love to each one of you. On closing, I say, be posh, be glamorous, be well. See you next week.